Welcome to Around Each Town with Simple Elegance. I am Mary Scally, your host and the owner of Simple Elegance Professional Home Staging and Interior Design. This podcast digs into the positive benefits of living in Houston, Texas, as well as what our current real estate is, tips on selling your home, the benefits of staging your home before placing it on the market, and great things happening in Houston. We are so excited that you have joined us today as we speak to prominent Houstonians. Houston, it's Mary Scally with Simple Elegance and Around H-Town with Simple Elegance. And today we are so excited to have one of our own, Tom Buddy, who is our Director of Continual Improvements. Welcome, Tom. Well, thank you, Mary. It's a treat to be here and and be your celebrity for today. I know, (laughs) I know. And Tom, it's been a journey for you to get to this point, but you had a previous life. So yes, why I don't did. you share your previous life before you came to ta- to Simple Elegance? And I almost said Talbot's like, that's way back in my previous life. I know. I know. <laughs> but, that, you know, that's where that's where we have common ground. Is, True. Is Boston. New England, New and, England. And, and the picturesque town of Hingham, the founding uh. spot of the Talbot's empire. That is so true. And yes. there's actually Talbot's Drive now where the headquarters is. Yes, there is. Um, but and the precious quintessential Talbot store number one right in downtown. Yes. Houston. So gorgeous. And I was so honored to be the district manager for District 1 years and years and years ago. And I, you know what, I thought when I had to resign to be a stay-at-home mom for a little while, I thought, I will be back. I will be back. Well, thank goodness that direction changed and no I loved go I loved working for Talbots but there's a season for everything yes so tell yes. us about your journey oh well so having grown up in New England uh, and endured New England winters uh, yeah decided that I would run away for a little bit and then I came back um, and uh, was able to to find some some work out in western New York and find a wife in western new york a beautiful wife yes our own karen buddy yes she is fabulous and does such wonderful work for us Mm -hmm. um and we met up there and uh i worked i started working for mobile which then became exxon mobile Mm -hmm. and after 27 years of uh being mobile with mobile and exxon (laughs) mobile that's a good way to put it (laughs) We, uh, we found ourselves in, in Houston, mm-hmm. which for most of my career was considered a, a tragedy if that ever happened. But suddenly, um, people are in love with Houston and my family, and, uh, and we're grateful and glad to be here mm-hmm. uh, in this great city, uh, such a dynamic place. Mm-hmm. And uh, things, uh, nothing's, nothing's so uh, sacred that it can't be rebuilt. <laughs> so that is yes. true and you know what we do not have new england winters no we don't we have hot hotter and hottest yes but you know from like like right now on through may yes we may have two weeks where it might get to 55 I, actually today was 61 which that it's kind of a cold day for us. I, That's I have, almost I have winter. yet to wear anything heavier than a sports coat in Houston. <laughs> so, 
so yes. <laughs> I'm not sure I can say that. I actually threw in a wool wrap today because well, I was that's, like, it might just be too cold for me. That's that's just ladies showing their wardrobe. Oh but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we're having the it's opportunity. It's not that it's really cold to show our wardrobe. <laughs> yes. So, but you guys came to Texas. Yes, we did. Yes, mm-hmm. we did. And uh, so about two and a half years ago. Um, mm-hmm. We finished things up with ExxonMobil uh, mm-hmm. and uh, had a wonderful end of the career and got to uh, enjoy the company of some really great people mm-hmm. um, doing things with emergency response and safety and, uh, and working on all of the things that helped ExxonMobil become a leader and trendsetter and uh, establishment of culture and that sort of thing. And, uh, and now... Um, you've given me an opportunity to contribute to, to your venture and uh, to work on making homes that are for sale in Houston as beautiful and attractive as possible. Absolutely. And I remember going back to how we met the buddies. It was all just this kind of, you know, I know this person, you know, I know this yes. person. And it came down to the Exxon Moms Club. <laughs> Basically, that Jessica Hoffman, who was um, working for us at the time, she knew she was with UPS. Her husband was UPS, but she had been invited into the Exxon um, Wives group. And she introduced us to Karen. And then you started watching how this women group over here at Simple Elegance (laughs) were running things. And you're like... um, you were actually kind of working for a simple elegance for a few years, kind of um, complimentary. Uh, <laughs> something, something like that. Yeah, something and like that. And I said, well, I'll see what I can do to pay you. can't pay you Exxon rates. <laughs> but um, you have been such a blessing to us coming in and looking at our systems and saying, hey, you guys are paying for these systems. Should we use them? <laughs> you know, maybe use them appropriately and... You know, we're all kind of the creative group, but it's so nice to have a person that can like look at the big picture and say, well, actually, if we start doing this, we're going to be able to measure things and look at things. So tell us now what you are doing here, other than just cleaning up after Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we have... um, we have a, a customer relations management system, mm-hmm. and that's been one area of focus for me. Um, and we are—we've been using it for a while. Uh, and in looking into it, we're seeing that there's a lot of opportunities for us to be able to use it, so that we understand uh, what our marketing is doing for us, mm-hmm. uh, and being able to make sure that as our opportunities, sales opportunities come into us, that we have a process of managing that from the beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking advantage of other systems uh, like document management in the way of of DocuSign and being able to use that to get our clients uh, taken care of, Mm -hmm. uh, processing uh, processing payment in a way that's secure, Mm -hmm. uh, that really protects our client as well. So, you know, you all are working on serving the client through uh, through staging, 
and I'm working on making sure that we get a chance to save their serve the client and also serve them through a safe and secure process of payment and transaction and um, and acceptance. And that's been such a blessing that you have taken those things because that's just not the things that I like at all. And you pick up and you do, it's like, I'm like, I can just throw things at you, Tom, and just say, take it and do this, you know, like with being in this growth development program that we are with Home Staging Redesign, Redesign Association, like there's been so much information that they've been throwing at us. And one of them was, which never even entered in my mind, doing a safety plan for our business, yes. you know, and it's like we start these businesses and we have, many of us have come from corporate America where all of these procedures were done for us. Right. But now it's like, okay, we have a business and it's like, oh, guess what? We need to have all that stuff in place, you yes. know? Yes, And so it's looking at the, it's almost looking at, well, it is looking at the end results of where do you want this business to go? What do you want to do with it? you know, maybe 10, da 10 years down the line, but everything has to be in place. And so you worked with McKenna to actually do a diagram of our place, which yes. um, I can't wait to see that. And, but you've also put in so many different, you know, this is what you have to do with this and this is what you have to do with that. And if there's a fire, what do we do? Right, You know. right. Um, so talk through some of the things that you were looking at when you were putting that safety plan together. Oh, okay. Well, you know, some of the things that are important for any business and it's, and often based on business size, it's a requirement mm -hmm. in, on DeRosha to have evacuation plans and medical plans, et cetera, for how you're going to take care of emergencies for your mm -hmm. people. Um, so smaller companies, typical home staging companies will often uh, overlook that or not even mm -hmm. have that as a requirement but basically putting out an evacuation plan mm -hmm. uh, understanding how you're going to manage people to get them out of the building account for them um, and interact with the emergency responders when they show up with the mm -hmm. fire department or the medical people when they come being able to give them the information that helps them to help you or help the victim mm -hmm. uh, and and get things moving as quickly so if you can in so that you can uh, make yourself part of the team that's getting the job done right. um, and it's it's difficult to do that I know one of the things that you're doing through HSRA um, is through industry associations that's really a wonderful tool mm -hmm. for home stagers and other small business people to have resources to up their game quickly and easily from what it might be left to their own devices. Exactly, like you don't have to recreate the wheel. Um, like Home Staging Redesign Association has done so much of it for us, now it's just organizing it and putting it into our world, but it's here and so you're also working on that as well. Um, and you know, we went to another staging company and said, hey, can we see your employee handbook? Yes. And we're using that as an example to really make ours is what it should be, you right. know? And so um, it's like copy plagiarize. Um, we're not supposed, we're not technically doing that, but like with Home Staging Redesign Association, they are like, you're part of us, we are providing this, and we want you to copy and plagiarize it because we want you to be out there building business, 
versus trying to recreate something we've already done. So right. So yeah. So best practices when you find mm -hmm. them, um, it's called ripoff and duplicate R and D. Uh huh. And exactly. so, um, and I would say modify and and customize <laughs> to to your needs. And, and custom against it. <laughs> and it. And as long as the people that you know are have established what's the current best practice have mm -hmm. no problem with you working with that stuff. Right. That's great. Yeah. Take it. Use it. Make it yours. Um, and you may develop and take it to the next level. Correct. And that's, that's your blessing to the next person. Correct. So. And like with the growth and development program that we're working with, it's several staging companies across the country. And, you know, we're all aligning together so that we are running our businesses very similar. So maybe in the future, if somebody wants to do a bundle buy, we are all ready. It's being prepared for this situation. Right. And, and I think that's the great thing about this, too, mm -hmm. is how it's um, motivating people to take on new challenges mm -hmm. or to open their eyes to things that they wouldn't see otherwise and to provide resources and motivation to step into areas that are important for them to be successful. Right. Okay, right. uh, the whole marketing thing, social media, um, all of that. I think, you know, we've been very successful with that, but we have a lot of room to grow. And right. as we talk to other people about how they're doing it in their markets, it motivates us and gives us direction on on where we need to go. And right. it, I think it's it's wonderful, and it gets us beyond just doing the stage. Right. Right. Gosh knows that doing the stage is a lot of work and it takes a lot of focus and there's a lot of um, urgency and uh, excitement mm -hmm. around that, making sure that everything that needs to go has gone and goes in the right place and uh, amplifies the uh, attractiveness of the home to the buyer, getting that all done. But there's all the associated stuff in terms of keeping track of your inventory, keeping track of your clients, keeping track of the people that help you market your ability, or market your services mm -hmm. to the clients, the realtors um, and connections and networks and being able to get all of that out there um, and, and make yourselves known to as many people as possible. You know, and one of the things that HSRA actually gave us was the client care checklist to make sure that all those things that Tom was just talking about, that they all get done, you know, and we use the checklist, we use Trello boards to make sure that we've double checked ourselves, and then also our CRM, which really makes sure that we have all everything in. And I mean, last year, I remember we weren't using our checklist, and or not, we weren't using it consistently. And I started looking at auditing some different things, and we had forgotten to collect money. And we're like, ah, oh, that's not good. <laughs> So, but there are so many things in a in just one staging project that it's like 37 different steps to get this one project done, and yet we have multiple projects going at any given time. Right. Um, plus, the design side has multiple things going on. So it's really, really making sure that we have a system to do what we do, or else we're inefficient. Yes, and you know, you've taken your business from the one-person shop. Me, okay? myself, and I. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you, you and your partners, okay? <laughs> the 
they all looked alike, but they're, <laughs> they're very different people and different responsibilities. Exactly. But um, the, uh, you've taken it from that, and we're, we're currently at about a half a dozen people mm-hmm. and uh, with volunteers. And <laughs> <laughs> Contract workers. Yes. And, uh, and, but there are uh, so many, you know, we are growing, and it's going to continue to grow. If we look at other companies that are around the country as well, they're multiple times larger than us mm-hmm. in terms of personnel, et cetera. Being able to take yourself uh, from that single person player mm-hmm. and be able to grow with vision into uh, a large organization that's able to work well, motivated, has a culture, has a way of doing things. Um, and the only way that you can really do that is through an organization like mm-hmm. HSRA. Right. One of the things that I got to do in the oil industry was work with oil uh groups, industry Mm -hmm. groups, the American Petroleum Institute, and it was amazing how much good work we could do to um, improve the industry and share operating practices, uh, particularly around things like safety, environmental compliance, emergency response, where it really helps not only the people that are working uh, around your operations, but the people who live around your operations Mm -hmm. as well. Right. And coming to the table and not being like, oh, this is my proprietary information, but sharing. It's when you start sharing information and sharing right. your best practices. And I learn from you and you learn from me. And that's where we get to grow together and get better. Right. Um, this actually, this week, I believe I have a lunch plan for with two other stagers in the Houston area. And they're coming in saying, Mary, can we take you to lunch? Because we want to know what we need to do now to get to grow our businesses to the next step, like you have, and and I love that that we can share, and we're not in competition. There's so much work here in Houston that you know it's like no, let me share with what I've done and tell me what you've done, and so that we can all grow together. Right, right. Well, it's um, you know the market segment's so fragmented, mm-hmm. uh, and. I would say that, you know, penetration into real estate uh, nationally and locally is is really has a lot of openings. Mm-hmm. So th- that I think it's not a life and death kind of thing when you start talking about um, competition. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's uh, it's much more collegial uh, mm-hmm. atmosphere. It's wonderful what's going on in home staging. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some some really great people getting together who enjoy um, doing beautiful things mm-hmm. for people. Being right. a, yes. And that get results. Too. Yes. You know, that's the biggest part. It's like we're not just making things pretty. We are making a measurable change in the perception of a property. Right. That brings positive results. You know, a, um, a price reduction is a negative perceived value. But when you stage your house and prepare it for the marketplace and prepare it for the buyers, that's a measurable, marketable, positive change. Certainly. And we are doing that and which is exciting and we get so excited and you know i've said this many times you know on monday morning meeting we don't ask god for just bring us the business no we ask the lord to bring us those that we can serve and in the end that builds the business right our heart is really let us have people that we can serve and make a difference in their lives because 
people when they're moving, that's, that's a stressful time. Yes. And if we can take some of those pain points out of their stress, that's what we want to do. Right. So, and you've been there with Karen and me as well in terms of mm-hmm. moving from place to place mm-hmm. and getting around the country. Um, and it isn't until we came to Houston that we really, you know, found this whole staging thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, uh, actually, just before we moved down here, um, we were selling our house up in Massachusetts, and uh, we thought we were ready for sale. Uh, the house was all clean; it looked great. Uh, we had a, a wonderful friend and a realtor who was just starting out at that time, and she has turned out to be just a fabulous realtor who is serving so many people up there so well. Awesome. Um, but she just started out, and we put the house on the market. The realtors came by for an open house. She got all of this feedback about how all the things that we liked about the house that we had put in for ourselves, like certain paint colors, uh, certain wallpaper, certain draperies, were going to be a distraction. And um, I was kind of an old-fashioned New Englander kind of guy, and I said, well, they can get over it. Um, But uh, Karen didn't go for that. Um, she's always one for a challenge, mm-hmm. and uh, so she and this realtor who were, was so wonderfully committed to us, she was a close friend and lived down the street from us, the two of them uh, stripped wallpaper and painted um, over the next three days, and at the open house for buyers on Sunday, uh, it was all set up and cleaned up and just addressed all of the issues that the realtors had and uh, we had two offers that Monday morning and another one 24 hours later wow and so and and you know for nearly full value of the home mm-hmm. and I think you know the thing that that um, that home staging really does is to attract the buyer, mm-hmm. attract many buyers as possible, okay? As possible. To show the home mm-hmm. so that the buyers can see themselves in it mm-hmm. and not see somebody who's into 50s kitsch or who's uh, <laughs> into Andy Warhol or, <laughs> you know, something like that but allows them to see themselves in there. Oh, all we have to do is hang up a few things and bring mm-hmm. in our stuff and we are great. Um, that makes it easy for people to see uh, the home as something that they want, to show the assets, the view, um, the location. That's what you're looking for. Right. And And had you not prepared that house and had Karen and the realtor not done all that work, Tom, I wonder what the results would have been. Right. I have a feeling they would have been very, very different. Right. Well, Um, we, we may have found buyers but I don't think that we would have found the price price. absolutely yes exactly because buyers want to move in they don't want to remodel you know unless they're a special type you know the investors they love to remodel and um, but they want to get the house for dirt cheap um, and then put some money in and make they want to make that top dollar so you know it really is so important to prepare the house for the market and um, so it's it's been really, really fun, and it's been great to have Karen and her. I mean, she's just so full of life, and she has such vision. 
And um, I've not heard that story before. That's so much oh. <laughs> fun. That is so awesome. So thinking back over your life, um, what has been some one of the best pieces of advice you've ever been given? <laughs> I know, I just put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say that, you know, if you have an opportunity and that opportunity is out there, um, to take it, go mm -hmm. for it. Um, keeping yourself wedded to a particular location without any much reason other than the location itself. Take the opportunity, move, go someplace, and really have it work for you. Uh, you know, we, we took a long time to get down to Houston. Mm -hmm. uh, if we had put our hand up a little more, we might have been down here earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, don't be afraid of, um, of the cold. Yeah. Because uh, it goes the other way too. My grandparents. Don't be afraid of the heat either. Yes, <laughs> and my my grandparents moved from Texas up to Houghton, Michigan, oh, on the Upper Peninsula. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it, it goes both ways, and it worked out great for them too. He wound up uh, in education and wound up being the president of a university for being willing to to live up in the Great North. So. Wow! Wow! And. This past year, you had a great opportunity to actually go to Mozambique. Yes. Which, share about that. Yeah, so um, that was a fabulous thing. I got an, uh, got a phone call from some people who were trying to source uh, uh, expertise, mm -hmm. and uh, and I headed out to, to Mozambique, and I was thinking, you know, I'm going to this part of Africa, um, you know, and... Uh, it's it's just you know we we had never worked outside of the country mm -hmm. and uh, and Africa in particular I think just has a certain um, I don't know expectations mm -hmm. that people might have in terms of what what life is like um, and I said that's fine I we're gonna enjoy this um, I'm going to learn some Portuguese. Uh, I'm going to be part of the people that are there. Went to church with the local, um, with the local community. Yeah. Um, you know, found found a church that uh, did three services. Uh, the first service was in Shangana, which was the local language. Okay. Uh, the next service was in Portuguese, and the last service of the day was in English because there were South Africa is really close, and the church is an Anglican church. Okay. So, uh, and it was interesting to show up the first time, and I thought I'd show up early, uh, and I didn't show up early enough because they get up very early for church. <laughs> and uh, church is not something that's short and sweet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, each service was two hours. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was so much singing and the music. Um, and um, the music would get people dancing. Mm -hmm. And people would dance in the aisles. Um, I was there for a baptism. Uh, and people bring in special offerings for baptisms, uh, and these go to the seminary. Okay. Uh, and one of the things that I was surprised the first time I saw it was, uh, was a goat. <laughs> there was a small goat being led up the aisle uh, as part of the offerings to go to the seminary. So wow. um, it's just 
wonderful. And I got to know so many really great people. They helped me with my Portuguese. They helped me mix and go to the right places. And it was, uh, it was fabulous. Uh, it was an excellent business opportunity uh, to use the expertise that I had built up and put it to good use for other people. So yeah, that, loved it. You loved it, and we missed you. But it did go pretty fast. You were gone for a month at a time, and then you were home for a month. Yes. And you were gone, and then, of course, COVID shut it all down. Um, because you and Karen were going to go to IHOSP Europe conference in May, because you, I think you were going to be over yes. there, and then she was going to fly that was gonna to be Portugal in Lisbon, yeah. or something. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. But hopefully yes. next year it will happen, or yes. shortly it will happen. Yes. Um, and that opportunity to go to back to Mozambique will be another great opportunity. Yes. And it's like, I love what you said, you know, don't be afraid to say yes, because the more you get to go see other parts of the country or parts of the world, the more you learn and yes. you mo learn more about people and that's you know Hala who's with us she's from Egypt and she's she always talks about what a blessing it was to be able to be moved around the world and how her kids have gotten to see so many different things they've been in great schools all over the world and it makes you much more flexible and resilient and um, kind of open to what else can there be? Right, know? right. Um, which is so much fun. Yes. It's you know, we're lucky because God's put wonderful people all over this world. He has. And, and and it's amazing when you, like, meet up with somebody that you know. Like, I remember being in, um, I think I was in Germany, and I met up with one of my best friend's um, neighbors from Michigan or something yes. like that. You know, and I've been, there's, I've had so many of those experiences and you're just like, oh my gosh, this world is really small, but yes. it's really big. So anyway, what are some of the things that you love most about Houston? Oh boy. Um, I think I'm going to be in with the group that says the food. Um, <laughs> of course. Yes. But we love your food but, too, well, Tom. Yeah, I love to cook <laughs> and it's really uh, given me an opportunity to enjoy a lot of other uh, cuisines that I might not have otherwise mm -hmm. had. Um, in New England, you don't get great Vietnamese. No. You have to look for it a lot harder than you do in, in Houston. Right. Uh, so uh, coming down here and having my first banh mi, uh, banh mi sandwich. Yeah, well, uh, that? Is that like Vietnamese? Yeah, Vietnamese, okay. and and uh, forgive the pronunciation, but the, um, the it's it's uh, in sort of a, a Vietnamese style baguette, okay. um, sort of about the size of a bolillo, uh -huh. and uh, it has uh, some pickled lightly pickled vegetables in it, um, some uh, Vietnamese style pate, um, a meat of your choice, and. Uh, uh, hot pepper, either jalapeno or um, or some other pepper uh, okay. that goes in with that, and um, and and I'm sure that there's some secret ingredients that I don't know I'm about. I'm sure there is. Yes, uh, and and a little cilantro, okay. and it uh, it's just a really refreshing, wonderful light um, sandwich to eat for lunch. And wow, I'm gonna have to ask Jim if he's ever had a banh mi. Okay, so. well we'll we'll go get one sometime. There's okay. a, there's a good okay. place nearby. I'll have one bite. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, well, thank you, Tom, so You're much welcome. for joining us. Thank you for taking me this in. This has been so much fun. We thank you for coming in and helping us. <laughs> anyway, but this has been so much fun just to spend some time with you and be part of our around H Town with Simple Elegance. 
And if you have any questions about home staging or need assistance with anything, just give us a call, 877-458-8254, or look us up on the website, simpleelegancetx.com. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like more information about Simple Elegance, you can either give us a call at 877-458-8254, that's 877-458-8254, or visit us on our website at www.simpleelegancetx.com.